Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. Thank y'all. Have a seat. Yeah, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you, Jesus. There you go, Corbin. Good boy. Holy Ghost. Y'all good? So you got that clock going. All right. So I can look at that and I won't be in trouble. The green one. I'm good with the green. I'll do. When it says zero, I'm done. Y'all good this morning? Seems like I'm all right. My wife's healed, I'm healed, so we're good. Holy Ghost. Shalaba. Holy Ghost and fire. Shetaba. So, there's a couple of things I'd like to share with y'all for the next couple rounds here. Holy Ghost. So, I'm, a, I'm always positive. You, you will rarely get negative out of my mouth. Uh, I don't believe in it. I believe that Jesus is king. All right. So I'm going I'm to tell you this story. It's, it's going to take up some time, but I want, then I'm going to read you a couple of verses, and then we'll see what we do. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Now, I, I, I do this. Uh, our work is not like this. Uh, you are, and, and I'm all right with it. You are what's considered to be modern Christianity. I hope you're on the right trail. I can't tell you if you are, or if you're not, I'm not going to be a judge. There's one judge. His name is God. That's what my Bible says. So I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to participate I'm here to hope we're, we're drawing ourselves closer to God and nearer to him and what, because I fast and pray so much, I'm not in contact with y'all's world much. Uh, there used to be an old country western song from the United States, you're, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. I'm working on that. I'm trying to get myself away from being a human in everything about the distractions of humanity. I want that. Now, I'm going to tell you, it's gonna, this is going to stretch you past. Your little rubber bands are probably going to break. But I was in uh, India uh, yeah, up, it's a corner. I like to work. There's a place up there 
It's, it's uh, where the Indian Army has 100,000 men and the Chinese Army has 100,000 men and they constantly shooting artillery shells at each other. It's quite frightening when you're up there and all of a sudden one of them goes off. It, it's scary. Uh, but I, I go up there a lot, so I like it a lot. So, uh, so I'm up there. It's right beside the, the uh, Mount Everest and uh, K2 and China. I, I like that part of the world. Okay, I don't like their monkeys, but other than that, it's good. <laughs> Nor do I like your monkeys. <laughs> They're good to eat. That's about all. Okay, so... So, there's this prophet up there. Boy, I am not a, I don't get along with prophets. Because most of you that say you're a prophet, you're a joke. And so I just don't like being around you. Thank you for not. I don't like it. I like the power of God and I like people who do what they say. And I like what what comes out of your mouth should happen. Otherwise, it makes you a false prophet and a liar. Stop it. All right, I'll drop that and move on. That's That's my way of correcting people. All right, so so I'm up there, right? And this prophet rolls up. Dude, he's got a dress on. Golly, he's weird. Guy, he's got all these necklaces and this weird stuff. His beard is almost, I guess I'm jealous of his beard probably. (laughs) He's got this beard, man. It's like, you know, it's pure white. His hair is beautiful. It's pure white. It's way down. You know, and he's dark. You know, he's Indian. And, and I go, oh, I just, oh, I'm not going to be able to take this guy. <laughs> so I kept my mouth shut. I did. But he comes over there, and he's big, you know, and he's all this stuff. He comes rolling over there, he goes, so you don't like prophets? And I said, nope. I said, how many dead you raised? I said, because the prophets in the Bible raised the dead. He said, three. I said, oh. So it turns out we became friends. (laughs) And it literally was because with him, the power of God, and this man is uh, what the Australians call spot on. And man, I I like being around him. I like it because he he can see into my my deepest, darkest corners. I like it. I like being around those kind of people because it forces me to be a better human. And I like that. All right. So 
I don't shun it. I embrace that part of it. All right. So, so now here's the deal. He told me about a, a man and I didn't believe him. And you're not going to believe me. I have not seen him personally, but I will. It's a goal of mine. And so he's this like nearly thousand year old guy. Uh, and he lives in a cave somewhere up in one of those Himalayan mountains. And he, and he moves around through time and space without having to have airplanes and cars. And I, and I looked at him, I said, how can you expect me to believe that? He said, I don't. But the trail you're on ends up in that cave. And so I said, okay, I'm going to keep on the trail and see if you're right. I said, because that was a prophecy. I heard it with my own ears. So I ignored most of the stuff he said uh, about the guy. He was this Muslim fellow in Egypt and Jesus appeared to him and he did 40 years of ministry and he disappeared. They all thought he died. He didn't. Now he's been seen and so lots of times. Um, so, so there's these portals and there's all these things they told me about. Uh, it's weird stuff. But I'm into that. I'm this ultra conservative human, but I'm into God, Jack. And I don't care how wild it seems. If this is an availability, I want it. Because I do have proof of two guys that did that, in the, literally in the Bible. Okay, so, so I'm not against the idea, but, but for there to be one living while I'm alive makes, they, you know, makes me feel not saved. <laughs> and I, I reject that. I know I'm saved. I know I am, but I don't feel close as he is. And so there's a goal now. So, uh, okay, I get home. I didn't even tell my wife about the guy. So I get home and uh, I, I, we start this 40-day fast. In the second day, I go in my office from my bedroom, I sit down in my office, and all of a sudden, uh, my wife says, what's this? There was a book on my desk. Who do you think it's about? The dude in the cave. And I told my wife, why did you put that on my desk? She said, I didn't do that, David. I said, Miss Hogan, zero access to me but you. She said, no, there's another source. I said, burn the book. She... <laughs> so she did. Uh, believe what you want. It ain't your life. It's mine. <laughs> Critique and criticize, but I got really good at news for you. I can't tell you right now. I have to hold my tongue because I'll go street language on you and then the rest of you leave. I don't care about your opinion. No one has right to put that kind of pressure on me. 
I read one book. That's the Word of God. All right. So we're into it 10 days. And I, I go in my office, I sit down, and that book is back. And I told my wife, I said, dude, I told you to burn this book. She said, I got the ashes. I kept them because I, I knew that book was coming back. And so I kept them. They're right over there in a, in a Ziploc, a little plastic. I said, put that one in the same bag. And so another, we're another week into this fast. Now we're in there quite a deep step. And that thing showed up a third time. And my wife said, I'm not burning it. I said, fair enough, I'll read it. So I started reading this thing. It turns out that I am interested. It's 100% Bible and it's real. And so I want you to understand that I'm not propagating this. I'm not, I'm not advising you in any way to do anything. I'm telling you that I'm at, I have a goal that few people would even ask. Would, would even, they don't even know it exists, but I'm going to have a goal. And I'm, I'm, I'm pressing toward that goal. I built a prayer center so that if God ever releases me, I'm going, you'll, the only place you'll find me is in that thing. I won't leave it. I'm telling you, I built it. It's nice. And, and, and I want you to know that that's not always how it works for us. See, my pay I don't never talk about finances. Ask this man, but there they both said, how much did I charge you to come here? Nothing, right. How much do you know how much my plane ticket cost? I know. I don't see where it's any of your business. My business is with God. And the business side of things is very alive. You know that. And you're an economics guy. I heard you say it. So am I. I'm a math guy. I'm good at it. All right. Nothing gets by. Okay. So my pay, like I was in this really big mega church. Y'all all know it. I'm not going to say it. Uh, they're famous. Uh, and I was there preaching and they told, here's what they said to me. We're so grateful when you come. We don't have to, we don't have to hire a circus when you come. You do stuff, and it's so awesome and power and heal, healings. But when you're not here, we have to have the, the elephants and the clowns. <laughs> do you understand the testimony of what I heard? Yep. And then this, this economic guy comes in, and he goes, we have a surplus of finances. Uh, I said, I'm sorry to hear that. He says, well, how much do you want? Now, I stood straight up and I walked over. He's beautiful. The dude smelled good from a distance. <laughs> and, and, and he looked good. He, I mean, there wasn't anything out of order for the world that you like. And I roll up on him. I said, look at me, son. You don't have enough money to pay me what I'm worth. I don't care how much you think you got in your hip pocket. 
It ain't enough for the gifts of God in my life. So you're going to have to back your roll up, son. So help yourself. I don't care either way. And I still feel that way, okay? All right. Because God's got it. He either does or he don't. If he really is, we said it. We just said it. I did. I don't know how many of y'all did. Uh, but, but let me tell you how it goes in reality. So I'm in Australia. I really like Australians. Uh, I don't know why, but it's easy for me to get miracles with those people. Uh, it, it just, I don't know. It's the greatest. I like it. I would, st- I would probably live there as well. Man, it's easy for miracles. I don't know. It's beautiful. And, and so they asked me, there were these, um, the, the spirit, I don't know how to say it to you and not seem uh, like a witch doctor or something, uh, but the spirit of God spoke to these, these shaman uh, uh, aboriginals and told them to invite me. So these pastors, they went to these pastors, these pastors got a hold of us. I said, of course I'm going. They, they didn't tell any of the aboriginal people that I was coming, but they showed up in the thousands. Now, I'm out there in that kind of an atmosphere. So, and we paid the money. We did all the stuff. We left our houses, homes, and families and all the stuff, right? And you're on target. You're submitted to the Bible. The, the, the Spirit of God has done this great event and I'm out there, and how they eat kangaroo, those aboriginals, they just kill a kangaroo, throw him on the fire, hide and all. And you just got to get your piece and eat it. That's uh, it's a little unusual. That's them. And, and it, it wasn't bad. Well, I guess it was bad. <laughs> Especially because being an honored guest, you get the guts, you know. That's almost always. <clears throat> and so, okay, so there I am, right? And, uh, and you would think my pay would be high. Like in dollars, you know, it would be for doing something like that and being involved in such a great happening, you, your, your pay should be really awesome. And so here I am and... Uh, we get home late, have all these chiefs and all this stuff. It's a wonderful thing. Two in the morning, bang on my door. Boom, boom, boom. I go, and the head guy says to me, your wife, and it's impossible because the, the cell, there's no cell signal out there. But my, my wife had got, I don't know how she got through. My wife's not normal. She, <laughs> when she wants something, it happens. So uh, she's awesome. That's why I like her, I guess. So, so she got through to these people and, and one of our women had been run over and killed. And it turns out that it was the guy on the trip with me, his wife. All right. So my pay is I have to go and tell this man that his wife is dead. My pay for following the Holy Ghost is we lose one of our best soldiers because she was an intercessor 
uh, and then I have to go wake him up and tell him she's dead. And I did. And he hit me and knocked me through the wall. Boom. And you have to, that's my pay. You have to take that. People need to hit you sometimes. And you don't need to take it personal. They, they, they just do. Let them. Love them through it. Be, be the punching punch bag. The, they need you. They don't need you to be thin-skinned and breakable. They need you to be thick-skinned and not breakable. So I went to the leadership and then we were, had this big meeting and they released us. So we started, we had to come from the outback. Now we was way out there, like a half a day driving just to get out. And then a, a, a flight from there to Sydney. We, the first, it took me three days to do 30 hours. Like every plane we got on, they would taxi us out and it'd break. I mean, all of them. I couldn't get out. I couldn't get him back. I couldn't make it not be hard. The airlines are working with us. The government is working with us. Didn't matter. Uh, I need you to understand that you, you get your pay uh, is okay. It's hard sometimes, but you need to be all right with it. Because you can't see God in it. You can only see the hurt and the pain and the suffering, but God's got you. And it's unfortunate for him, I was leading, I was a soldier available for him to punch on. And I was with him, man, it was, golly, that was hardest. And then finally I got him back to the United States, back to where my wife was. And I, I hadn't been, I hadn't seen my wife in 35 days. And, and, and his is gone, all right? And so she come running up to me, dude, and she, because that lady was her friend. My wife don't have any friends hardly. And then one of them gets run over. Okay, and she was the one. Now, the story is this way. The police called my wife. She goes, in, it's an interstate, y'all understand interstate motorway, I think y'all call it. The motorway, they shut the motorway down and my wife gets there and the police let my wife sit in the medium holding her friend for two hours trying to raise her from the dead. Then the captain of the Texas State Police come to her and said, ma'am, excuse me, I've made arrangements for your, your friend and you to be carried to a morgue, but I have to open this highway, but you have permission from the government to stay as long as you want. And you be sure and tell brother David, we did that. So she went down there and it was hours upon hours. They prayed. She didn't come back. Then we were struggling getting back. We got back. I meet her. She's broken all y'all know how she is. And it's all right to be that way, ladies. It, there's nothing wrong with that. It's all right to love people. And so I, I'm holding her. And all of a sudden, a grip, I mean a vice grip, grabbed my shoulder, flipped me around. 
And it was the man that lost his wife. My wife is dead. You go raise her from the dead. So I don't get to finish my hello to my wife. Uh, and I, I just put my hand on his chest because, man, I wanted some of that. You, you know that, right? I, I want to console my wife. But I, my pay is I don't get to. Now you listen to me. There, there, there is a walk in God that's above your emotions. And I must rise your level up above it to, to get there. You hear me? All right. All right. So I said, look, I'm going to go change my shirt. I'll be right back. So I did. Patted my wife on the head, changed shirts, got in the truck. We went up there. The morgue's waiting on us. Or a funeral home now. And I go in there and I said, look, I need that lady. He said, don't let the husband see her. She's a mess. We've done what we could, but she's, he don't need to have his last impression of her be that. I said, agreed. So I walk out there. I said, I'm sorry, but you can't see her. Wham, he hit me again. I mean, it hit me hard. It hurts. I picked myself up off the ground. I said, if you have to hit me again, it's okay. See, there's more to God and there's more to being like God. You got to let humans have some emotion sometimes and you can't take it personal. All right. And so they got her ready. I went in there, I laid down on top of her. God, she was messed up. And I said, boy, she was a beautiful lady. Uh, it hurt my feelings so bad. I got, you see, I'm still emotional. <laughs> it mattered because I begged God to swap me with her. Ah, he didn't hear me. He did hear me. He just didn't do what I asked. That's more of my pay. I have to live. I have to sort it out. Understood? So, we buried her. So now we're reeling. All of us are reeling because he's one of our best soldiers. Uh, on and on. And uh, so we buried her. And we're recovering and we're, I'm, I took him and his family in my house. Uh, that's to me is what you should do. Um, most of the, I, the church world that I've been around, which I'm eighth generation, people, when this kind of catastrophe happens, uh, you, you're there for about a month, maybe, and then they're abandoned and they live in the darkness. I believe in something different. I believe in trying to help them through it and keep the light as light as possible. That's what I believe. Okay. So we're into it about a, about a month and a half, maybe. And my phone rings again. This time, it's one of our main elders. His son-in-law was shot twice behind the ear and left in the driveway. 
He was one of our best. He was, I would say he was probably at the time, probably our best young upcoming preacher. I sent an all army I could to him. Our people prayed for him for 16 hours. He did not come back from the dead. That's two in a row we lost. That's my pay for being obedient. Now, there's a lot of different kinds of payments, but this is one of them. And we don't like this one, see? We don't talk about this much, but I need to. I need to get you to understand that you're going to have all the pay if you follow God. And you're going to have to work your way through all of it to follow him. There you go. And I need you to, I need you to, well, this is too somber. I don't want this. I know you don't want it, but uh, it's for the life that needs to be talked about. So we're, now we're reeling from that, right? And, we, and, and we, we're, you feel nervous. You know, <laughs> God says do something. You, now you want to second, second guess it. So another month goes by and I, my whole family, my whole personal family, are there, you know, with me, and I'm walking around. I'm, I'm so tired from all, the, all this stuff, taking care of everybody. And, and I, it was early. It was like 9 o'clock at night, and that's early for us. So I went to my family. My, they're all, they all have their own families now. So I went to each one of them. Are you good? Are you good? Are you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to go to bed then. I told my wife. Whenever you want to, shut it down. I'm going to bed. So I went up, laid down. I went out. All of a sudden, somebody's hitting me, you know. And I opened my eyes. It's my daughter, my oldest daughter. I said, girl, what's wrong with you? Dude, I just got to sleep. I had sunk in the bed, you know, good ways. (laughs) She said, dad, mom needs you. I said, look, baby. Don't take this wrong. I've been married long enough. It's the same distance from mom to me as it is from me to mom. (laughs) Now, see, there you go. That's another thing y'all don't want to talk about. I will. And then my son-in-law my daughter's the one that's talking to me. Her husband jumped, bust through the door. Brother David, Miss Debbie needs you. Boy, I jumped up. I said, son, get out. <laughs> you know, the daughter, the girls get, you know, the yes. The boys get no. <laughs> it's always been that way in my world. And it still is. Okay, so I got up. I don't have I don't have a shirt on, no shoes. Uh, I don't even have my hat. Boy, I feel really naked without my hat. So I go walking down there, you know. I'm I'm a little bit grumpy, you know. So I get down at the bottom, and my wife was already coming. Now, I, women, that look y'all have, <laughs> you get the job done, but sometimes y'all overuse that. <laughs> 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 and so, and so, <laughs> I got to the bottom of the stairs. I'm fortunate I wasn't on those stairs. You hear me, guys? Say, yeah. 
And that little hand, she ain't very big, and that little hand come up. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Y'all got it, right? Ladies, this is how you get to them. <laughs> Boy, they don't like that. And I started easing toward her, and she ain't backing up. <laughs> I said, woman, what do you want? She said, my grandbaby's dead. I said, impossible. I just looked at all of them. And I looked past her, and they're laying on the, my supper table. The little girl. No. Ah, can't be, can it? Say, no, it can't. Say, no, it can't be. Say it. And I said, no. She said, this is what you're going to do. You're going to give me my grandbaby back. And I just reached and got her by her. Apologize, ladies. But I just reached and got her by her bra. And I pulled her up close. You listen to me. You know I can't do nothing if God don't back me. And she's not afraid of me at all. She said, well, you and God got a job. (laughs) So I just set her down. (laughs) And I went over there, and, and then the daddy comes up, and he's, he's bumping me. He's, he's broken. He says, please, please. I said, and I grabbed him. Y'all saw me grab it. You saw what I did. I grabbed you, and I pull you in close. I said, son, I'll do my best for you. And he's just, yes, sir. That's all you can do, guys. And it don't matter if it's your own. It doesn't matter if it's your pastor. It doesn't matter if it's your friend's wife. Ah! And I walk over there and the mama's where she's supposed to be. She's in the floor, puddle of tears. That's the way it's supposed to be. It's okay. Thing called tosferina. Y'all know tosferina? No, it's uh, hooping cough. Killed her. Yep. And uh, so I went over there. I'm not a doctor, but I'm a really good grandpa. So I looked for myself. Sure enough, she had left us. And I picked her little leg up, little foot. I said, baby, you got to come back. She was disobedient. So I walk around the table. I get back around. I flip that little foot. Boom. Walk around. I did that for like an hour and something. But then all of a sudden I get there and I flip that little old foot and it stayed up. And then that little old mouth opened. She's not even breathing, but that little tongue, y'all know how they do when they cry. That little tongue starts quivering, you know, and she goes. I just picked her up. There's no emotion. There's no way to describe to you what that feels like when God gives you your grandbaby back. I need you to say this with me. Say, I can take the test. Say it. I don't mind the payment. I don't mind it. Say it. Say it out of your mouth. I can do it because God is with me. I know you think we don't have to go through those kind of things, 
But we do. I do. That's why you find me so aggressive. That's why, me, why you find me not backing down. That's why you find me so, so rigid, so fierce. Because I know what the payment is. What's this? I'm good with it. Jesus is king, and that's how it's going to roll out. Everybody clear? All right, let's go to Romans. <laughs> I've got like six minutes. I'm on the clock. You watch me tick it off right. <laughs> Holy Ghost. I see all the, all the tears because some of you have been through what I've been through and probably with different results, I'd say, some of you. But listen, keep walking. Stay with me. I need you to enlist. We need to lock it up together. We need to force against hell. We need to force march on hell. Hear me? And I'm right. And I feel the exact same emotions you do. Boy, it's awful. But I'm right about this. And I want to come here with the gospel for you. And that, my friend, is part of the gospel. Learning how to live through life when it does not go your way. And loving Jesus anyway. It said, it, well, you were singing it a while ago, when I'm doubting, I will have joy. Most of you don't. But I want you to keep singing it and keep praising. You hear me? That's your answer through. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. I'll get there. I'm coming. I'm a little emotional. All right, there. No, it's Acts 4, not, not Romans 4. Verse 11. You there for me? I'm going to push along a little bit here. This is Amplified English. Jesus is the stone. Say, thank you, cornerstone. That's despised and rejected. I say, I will not despise nor reject. There is salvation in and through no one else. Say, thank you, God, I got it right. Because Jesus is my salvation. Holy Ghost. <laughs> I need you to learn how to be a punching bag for God, the devil, and your friends. Hear me? And I need you to resist it all. I need you to stand up and make it. Everybody preaches a good Job message until it hits their house. Shatalaba. I need us to go forward. You can trust him. It doesn't matter what you leave. It doesn't matter if you're sitting there scraping the sores and the pus off your body and everybody, your wife included, is telling you to give in. Give in. No, I won't. Okay. There is no other name, say it, under heaven given amongst men by and in which we must be saved. My salvation is from God in the name of Jesus. Now then, look, look at this. This is beautiful because they lost their their redeemer, their deliverer, and yet they're going forward anyway. 
They're being chased. They're being slaughtered, murdered. But yet they go forward anyway. Y'all don't know, I haven't talked about it. We've had like uh, 29 martyrs in our work. Friends, my friends. And, and having to be the one to go and look that family in the face and to let them hit you. And, and, and yet I live on. I don't understand some things. And I'm not going to try. I'm going to believe. And I'm going to trust. I don't want an answer. Don't give me one. Don't send one on the email. I don't want it. I won't read it. It won't get to me anyway. I have people, they filter my stuff so your great answer don't get to me. Holy Ghost. There is salvation in and through no other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should have seen that little girl when she looked at me. And you should have seen that mama when I gave that baby back to her. So, okay. All right. <clears throat> 13. Now, when they saw, I want, you to, I want you to understand what's wrong with me. When they saw the boldness, that's all you've seen out of me. That's all you're going to get. It doesn't subside. It increases. Say, I want the boldness of my God. I want the salvation of the name of Jesus, which it includes health, by the way. Now, and they perceive, look what this, uh, they perceive that they were unlearned and untrained in schools. See, that's easy to perceive for me. I'm a mountain man. I do have a degree, but not, not in this. <clears throat> They're common men with no educational advantages. Look, this is my point. Verse 13. They marveled. Say it. I want the world to marvel. Say it. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. See, that is the ticket. Punch it. Punch that ticket. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. So, look at there. I got five seconds. I went five seconds over. I apologize. That's up to you, sir. Will you pray for us? I'll do it, sir. You call. I'd love for you to do that. <sighs> I'm all right, sir. I'm emotional, but I'll get over it. Uh, I don't know if you realize what the Lord's trusting us with, with a message like this. Let's stand. This is a sovereign moment. Corbin. All right. So, uh, Holy Ghost, I thank you for my payment. I accept it. I'm not going to shrink back from it. I'm not mad about it. And I ask you to touch my fellow sons and daughters of Zion. I release the spirit of God in us. 
to be able to trust our Father. Regardless of what we hear, see, taste, touch. That's not, that's not important. God, I ask you to show us, give us a heart that believes you. You are trustworthy, oh God, and we call on that trust. We used to sing a song when I was a kid. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. I speak that over us, God. I speak the trust, the obedience. I speak what's coming, because God's coming, y'all. There's a great anointing, a great wave of energy and power, and it will not be stopped. And it's coming, and I'll speak it over you in the name of Jesus. It's a new day today. Angelic hosts, bring the gifts of God and the callings of God. Deposit them in the appropriate places. In the name of Jesus, spirit of life, touch us all equally. In Jesus' name, holy fire from the altar. In Jesus' name. Thanks, sir.